This episode of Whiskey Ginger is brought to you by Rabbit Hole Distillery and their one-of-a-kind Kentucky bourbon and rye whiskeys. Hey, man, I love this jazz. I'm talking about them for a while now. They're a big sponsor of the show. This Cave Hill is probably my favorite. Uh, that's their four-grain triple malt bourbon. Why I love these guys so much, genuinely, is uh, they're small batch, and a lot of distilleries say they're small batch. These guys actually are, um, and they do extreme small batch. All right, uh, and they do under 15 barrels, so you know the quality will be there in every single bottle. Uh, a lot of brands say toasted. Uh, they mean it, okay? Every single one of the Rabbit Hole's expressions is aged in both charred and toasted barrels, double time, never chill filtered, as it should be. This stuff is very good. Cave Hill has been my favorite. I also love the High Gold. Um, high, the High Gold is their, um, their rye double malt bourbon. Absolutely delicious. And uh, the Boxer Grail is the uh, Sour Mash Rye. And the Derringer is finished in Sherry Cast. A lot of people I know have gotten into this, and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's sweet, it's sultry, it's seductive. Uh, and I dig it, dude. It's actually different from what I'm used to, so I like the difference of it. But Rabbit Hole does it right. Pick up a bottle, man. You'll love this stuff. I really like these guys. They got four distinct flavors. And uh, this is what I've been sipping on that Cave Hill for quite a while now. I've ripped through a couple bottles. They need to send me some more. Uh, go to rabbitholedistillery.com slash drizzly and use the promo code rabbit for $5 off your first order. Rabbitholedistillery.com slash drizzly. Use the promo code rabbit for $5 off your first order. Drink up, drink responsibly, be safe, be smart, have fun. What up, Whiskey Ginger fans? Welcome back to the show. If this is your first time joining the show, welcome to the show. Like and subscribe if you're on the YouTube, hit the notification bell so you know, but we post every Friday. We post every Friday. We haven't missed. I've been here for about four years, I think, and we don't miss. And this week, we didn't either. Pauly Shore is my guest. The whistle. Incredible, dude. What an icon, a legend in the comedy world. His mother, Mitzi Shore, uh, was the the, the uh, proprietor, the owner, the beginner, uh, the mother of comedy from the comedy store. This guy's incredible. So funny. Glad to have him on the show. And I'm on tour. I'm finishing up my tour finally, filming my special September 24th in Denver at the Paramount Theater. Tickets are still available, andrewsantino.com. Um, but also, uh, I'm going to be in uh, Salt Lake City this weekend. I think they're sold out. Tonight and tomorrow, they're sold out. Uh, 13th, I'm in Brea. Brea, California, Southern California. Come see me one show. And then 16th in Minneapolis, 17th in Madison, Wisconsin. And then I head to Denver on the 24th to shoot my special. Please be there. I mean a lot to me. Uh, AndrewSantino.com is the only place to get tickets. AndrewSantino.com. See your boy. Enough rambling for me. Let's go to the episode. In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. You were that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me $5 for the whiskey and $75 for the horse. Gingers are hell no. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Whiskey Ginger. My guest today is one of my favorite people on earth. I say that for all my guests, but I mean it once again today. Mm. It is the one, mm. the only, mm. the Weezer. Look at that. Little clicks, dude. Polly Shore is on the show. So happy to have you here. Thank, Thank you, you for being here. Welcome. We're obviously not going to have any whiskey, whiskey this time because um, you don't indulge. Who says that? You want to have some whiskey? Well, yeah. Why do you? Do say, you? Wait, but why would you say don't indulge? Because I never really see you drinking. Yeah, well, you know, you don't know I'm in the not in the back with a flask. Are you in the Me back with a flask? Me and Argus Hamilton okay. behind the fucking comedy store van. You don't fucking know that shit. Well, dude, Argus Argus usually does. Well, he's got a bunch of. He likes to go skiing. 
He, I've not done, anymore. No, he's not doing bumps in the van anymore? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> he does you, over, over over my name. He's like, here's Paula's name. I'm going to do some cocaine over Paula's <laughs> name right there. I used to go out with his mother right there. Is that weird that he used to go out with your mom? And he's still um, around? For people that don't know, Argus no, Hamilton love, is a legendary comedian yeah. who's still at the Comedy Store today. Yeah. And for people that also don't know, you don't know, but Paula's mother, know. Mitzi Shore, yeah. ran the store, started the store, was yeah. the was the OG and she dated Argus. Yes. Or he dated her. That's probably true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go into that. That's a whole That's this later. Do you want That's some a, sauce? I'll do a little bit. Yeah, okay. a little bit. A little bit of rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. you say what? Just a little tiny. Yeah. Just so, a little. Just a little. Yeah, because I don't, yeah, I don't drink a lot. That's, that's good. That's enough. That's enough. Yeah, I never see you drinking. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I never see you indulge. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I, 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 I'm, I'm kind of like a, for alcohol and me, it's kind of a spirit thing. It's like where my spirit is. It's not like I'm like, yo, let's all get, you know what I mean? It's kind of like if I have sushi or something, oh, let's have some sake. You know what I mean? If I, if I'm, uh, you know, out and I go to like the Encore Beach Club, I'm in Vegas, I'm like, I want like a, a vodka, like Red Bull splash of crayon. Mm. But I'm not like going throughout the night. It's not, you, yeah, it's you're not, not a heavy drinker. No, like I won't even be able to drink all well, of that. Well, cheers so, to this. Cheers. Cheers. No, cheers, cheers to you. Cheers, I'm happy baby. for you. Thank right, you. They, wait, this is what the college kids do. They do well, that. I, you know what this is? What I the like fuck to, is that? You just touch the table for good luck. Yeah, but is that what people do, right? I hope I make it home. I think that's yeah. what, I hope I make it home. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to all the other whiskey gingers out there and to Joe in Boston. What's yeah, up, Yeah, my Boston? editor, Joe. And yeah, he's in Fall River, Massachusetts. Yes. I've done a lot of shows back in the day in Boston. What's your favorite city to go to? Boston is a very, I have a very, very soft spot in my heart for Boston. Why is that, you think? It was one of my first road gigs with Sam Kennison back in the uh, Mark Parento days. Mm -hmm. Are you from Boston? No, I'm from Chicago. Oh, okay, so but you wouldn't I know the Boston. fuck Mark Parento was. No. He was, uh, he was the Howard Stern of Boston. Oh, so he was the, the radio 80s. guy. Back in the 80s. Yeah, he was the fucking man. Tell if me you this. Got on, if you got on <laughs> Mark Parento, like, you know, he had everyone from fucking um, uh, Steven Tyler to all the big, biggest bands. So he was the man. So the first time I ever toured was with Sam Kennison in, in Boston. He took me to the Mark Parento show. And that's when I went. It was crazy. Went to the fucking studio, dude. It was insane. So we do that, and then he's like, oh, there's this guy that wants to take a picture with me. I'm like, okay, let's go. And it's fucking Marky Mark from the Funky Bunch. <laughs> oh, yes. So I have a picture with me, Sam Kennison, and Marky Mark when he was, like, just starting out. When he was the underwear model for Calvin Klein? Yeah, it was even before that. Yeah. Yeah, it was before that. So, yeah, Boston, and then I toured Boston for many years. Fucking many years. Do you still know Marky Mark? Um, no, but he's a homie. Like, you know, I'd see him give him a kiss. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for, but, for people that don't know who we're talking about, Marky Mark is Mark mm -hmm. Wahlberg. Yeah, I don't but, think kids, a lot of kids don't know that he was a huge musician, huge pop icon. Oh yeah, the Funky Bunch. Yeah, I he just had, did a movie with him. Yeah, no, on, I, on I Netflix. Know. I got. I didn't do it with him really. They did it. I was I was with Kevin, and then Mark was in the. And then Mark, you're in the yeah. van. I saw you pull up in the van. Yeah, it was super fun, man. Yeah. I had a good time. I, there's so many things I want to ask you, but first of all, congrats uh, to you. Mm. Uh, we talked about this off camera, but you had the number one movie on Netflix mm. during COVID. That was like the- That's the only reason why it was the number one movie. During COVID? Yeah, because COVID was- Yeah, was but you know what that means? Everyone was watching stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a good thing. Also, I wasn't in it. Thanks a lot, Polly. I'm mad. No, we're bad. I'm mad. No, we're, we're good. We're new friends. We, we but, better get in something. Yeah, but we're new, we're new friends. We are. So well, it's we'll, so we'll funny. Get, is I've worked yeah. your club. I've worked the club for- I've been there since like 
oh, oh, I moved here in 07. I started coming around open mics for the next couple of years. And then I got past, I don't even know. I don't know how long ago I got past. Maybe, well, it was Adam passed me. No, Tommy passed me. So Tommy was how many years ago? Maybe. I don't know. It was like 10 years ago. A decade? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was probably yeah, a decade. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I've always seen you. You've always been this figure. We don't know each other that well, but mm. you've always been this figure there because you are the comedy store. Mm. Your family is the comedy store. So like, yeah. I've always seen you from a distance, but you're, you're kind of your own animal. Mm. And I don't just go out of my way to go up to people because I don't know... I don't want to, I don't want to bother anybody when I go there. People sometimes think I'm standoffish. Mm. I just don't bother anybody mm. until we interact. And then it's usually great. But I just, so people, Jesselnik and I had said one time, we had done a hundred shows together. Oh, We'd wow. never met. Oh, wow. And then finally we met and we got yeah. along. But yeah, I was yeah. like, I just don't want to bug anybody. Yeah. Because comics are fucking yeah. temperamental and I don't want to get in someone's space. And Yeah, you, you did the right thing. You stayed away from me just in the you know, time. And then you came in and you started hovering. Then I'm like, all right, he's good. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, learned no. How to, I learned how to execute. Because I just think that there's a lot of um, positioning in comedy. Mm -hmm. I never wanted a position. I just wanted mm -hmm. to do well, make friends, do the right thing, keep well, growing my mom, and my mom, I mean, you, you followed my mom's system. I mean, yeah. let's just be honest. I mean, you followed, you kind of let things just kind of occur. Let it happen. It, it let it happen. And that's kind of like, you know, the the idea is like Jetski, for instance, you know, like she gets it. Yeah, we She's love there. Her. She's working the fucking lot. She's working this. She's, she gets the, the, the process. Yeah. And a lot of these fucking kids, which is disgusting, don't get the process. You don't get that it takes time. Like when I say time, it means a lot of fucking time to like, you know, to develop and to like, you know, work there and, and stuff like that. For me, it was different because I had to work a zillion times. I was like kind of Dean Del Rey. Dean Del Rey, like he like started late, but he fucking like was up. You ask him, you're like, yo, how many times have you done? He goes, 752 times and three, you know what, you know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? I so yeah. for me, I was Mitzi's son. So I had to like fucking like, you know. You know, I went straight out of high school. I was 17, and I went straight out of high school, and I fucking was like this because I had the added extra pressure, like, not only to make it, but I was Mitzi's son. Yeah. So, like, she didn't ex – like, it was really bad. Me and my mom had a fucked-up relationship, like, when I decided to do stand-up when I first showcased for her, and that's kind of what my one-man show is about. I have a one-man show about my childhood and growing up and the, the attention that I had with her because, you know, it's like she was Mitzi Shore, but yet she was my mom, and – fuck you, fuck you. And it was a lot of that stuff that you would do with a parent, mm -hmm. you know? And, um, so yeah, you definitely have to, uh, you have to pay your dues and you have to put in the time and you have to kind of develop, you know? Um, and she made you do that harder because it was your mom. She was super critical. I mean, tell me if this is a lie. This is a social rumor. Did she tell Seinfeld that he was a hack? She didn't say he was a hack. Basically, uh, it, what it was, it was she just didn't like his style of comedy. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't he wasn't like because so for instance, like me and my mom, we had our house where my mom's house that I lived in was up Doheny, Doheny above Sunset up there, and so Jerry Seinfeld lived because me and my mom would walk her dog Kelly all the time. Mm -hmm. We would walk her dog. Um, you know, f around the thing, boom, 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 and then we go back to the house. It was around a, a cul-de-sac thing. I wouldn't say cold, say up the hill. So Seinfeld's house was up there. So we'd always walk the by, walk the dog by and go, oh, look at him. He thinks he's funny. 
You know, he's not <laughs> happening. You know, and she kind of shit on him and stuff. But I like I like Jerry Seinfeld, but I understand why she didn't like him. I get it. You know, you know what it I mean? It wasn't her style. It wasn't her style. Well, and, and, I, and, 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 but I don't know if she called him a hack. She just said it's not happening. Well, here's you know, the deal. Like he he came back to the store. The reason I ask is he did a spot at the store. It's got to be five years ago now. And it said he hadn't been back in years and years and years and years. And the story that he told, or his version of it, was she didn't like him. She said he was, I don't know if he used the word hack, but he said something to the effect of like, wasn't it, wasn't going to make it, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, when I bought, when I got my sitcom and I bought my house above theirs, he's like, my favorite thing in the world was driving by those people and seeing them below me on the street on the way to my Fancy sitcom. I mean, I mean to vindictive. To, huh? to my mom's defense, my mom's house was a lot bigger than Jerry's. House. <laughs> Take just that, because, Seinfeld. Just because Jerry's house was above it doesn't mean it was bigger. That's right. That's right. So, anyways, so whatever. <laughs> no, but it was. I mean, my mom was particular. Yeah, you know, she was particular, and and she, maybe she felt a little bit. Um. Uh. Um. Uh, what's the word? Um, I don't know, not angry, but a little bit um, bothered by the fact that, that Jerry didn't need my mom. You know what I mean? Right. She, he didn't need her. He already made it. Yeah. He was already like, you know, rock and roll. It but, is true, yeah. You know, but, you know, to her defense, she just didn't like that style. He's very New York. It was um, just a, it was just a totally different. The last, yeah. I'm, I'm happy. And it's funny because he never asked me to be on his fucking driving show with his cars. So he's like always in his cars. I'm like, because I'm Mitzi's son. And she and he knows that like that's going to come up. It's yeah. almost like Jay Leno. Jay Leno and I always had a kind of a weird relationship. Like I, um, every time I did his show back in the day, it was always kind of, he only had me on because I was famous. It's not like he had me or, or that I was promoting a movie. He never had me on because he was like stoked to have me. Now Letterman had me on all the time. And I did Letterman's show several times for years. And I love Letterman. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it was literally so much fun. I mean, if you were a comedian, and you got to do Letterman. And I'm not talking about the stand-up portion. I never did stand-up on Letterman. Couch. I was always the couch guy. And it was fucking like, you were on. You felt like a rock star, bro. Letterman, Letterman yeah, was the thing. Back in the so day, So yeah. basically what you're saying is you hate Jay Leno. No, I don't hate him. I you just, heard it here I, first. Paulie said he hates Jay Leno. And uh, doesn't want him well, to live anymore. You know, he did. I did strike against his mom, Mitzi, and I and Polly did piss on me. You know, I pissed on the strikers. You know that story, right? No, you. So for people that don't know, there, there was, was a big strike. comedy strike, yeah, yeah. right? And there was a line drawn in the sand over, you know, who was going to cross the line and, and perform. This is good shit. Thank you. See, this is good shit, this right? This is good shit. Is good you shit. got a lot. We're going to be here a while. We're going to be here a while. Right. <laughs> you don't don't put this in the Bobby Bobby Lee section over no, no, there. No, 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 no. Well, he can't he, he can't come near any of the sauce. That's hilarious. He can't near, come near the sauce. He walks by it though every day. The no? store's locked. He's not allowed over here. <laughs> oh, really? Let that out, Sorry. baby. No, he's not allowed over here. Oh my he's god, not allowed that's over hilarious. Here. No, so so there was a there was a comedy strike and Letterman on one on one side is what I've heard Leno was on the other side and they crossed uh some of them crossed and you pissed on people while they were outside? Yeah. No, on the roof. Oh, you, I was on the roof, on the roof and, and I was pissing. pissing on the comedians. <laughs> yeah. How old were you? You know what I used to, you know, another thing I used to do which was hilarious was um saying the word Bud Friedman in my house was almost like saying the N-word now. Because like, it, and I'm yeah. just but when I mean seriously, I mean seriously, really bad. Like it was fucking tension between my the comedy store and the improv. And Bob Friedman is the was, owner of the the Hollywood Improv and yeah. the Improv Chain for people that don't. It's yeah. another comedy club. In and um and um, 
when I first started, when I first started working the improv, because I had to make money, I was touring, I was selling tickets, and I was playing clubs. Um, I would I would take a curtain. I would bring a, and it was in my contract. I would bring a curtain and I'd put it over the improv sign because I didn't want anyone to take a picture of Mitzi's son in front of the improv sign wow. and show it to my mom because she'd fucking kill me. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but she knew you were working at say, Yeah, but she didn't know where. Yeah. And there was no internet then. That's right. That's you know true. what I mean? It wasn't like she saw my Instagram and you're on the fucking improv lineup. Did she ever book you anywhere? Did, did she ever like make calls when you first started? No. No? No. You just got in right away. Well, I hit on MTV. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I, like immediately, did you have a booking agent that put you everywhere without her even trying to make calls or anything? She of that never shit? did anything for me. Other, Zero. Other Zero. than other than and being have me, have a me. comedy, not, not abort me. That's pretty right, much. Right. I was it. just gonna say, other than yeah. pushing you into the comedy world. Yeah. No, she didn't. She didn't. But you no. were born into the comedy world. You were yeah. raised at the comedy. And my store. dad. Uh, my dad was very funny too. Yeah. My dad, Sammy Shore. I mean, he's the a uh, uh, triple OG dude. Yeah. He's got a book out called The Warm Up. And you should really read it. The warm up. It's it's because my it dad out. my dad was the number one, number two. So he opened for Sinatra. He opened for fucking. Uh, he opened for uh, Engelbert Humperdinck, fucking Tony Orlando, Elvis Presley, Sammy Davis Jr., Milton Berle, Bob Hope. He was wow. the classiest. Like he was the like he would go off and do like 20, 20, 25 minutes in front of Elvis Presley and fucking kill. And Jesus. clean material too. Squeaky clean, clean. Clean, yeah. And he worked cruise ships and all that. And that's kind of how it all started. Was he away when you were a kid a lot? Yeah, because my parents divorced when I was three. But I mean, was he in your life when you were a yeah, kid or no? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, I love my dad. Did they ever have a time when they lived in the same house but weren't together just raising right you? Right before they got divorced. Yeah, yeah and then, that it, house then that, it was over. Yeah, when they got divorced and she got the house and because she had four kids. Right. A lot of people don't know my mom had four kids. Yeah. It's a lot of fucking kids. If you think about that now. Too many kids. But if you think about that now, if you meet a chick and you're like, yo, she's got four kids. And she was 40 when she got the store. So right. she got it fucking late. So she had, was 40 years old, four kids, newly divorced, and she got the comedy store. At 40. That's, you know, that's fucking crazy. It's not like she got it at 26. Right. You know what I mean? She already had lived a life and had to rebuild something else after. Yeah, and she wasn't happy. Both her and my father were fucking miserable. Miserable. Always? Always. Like they didn't they, like my my dad was cheating and he was on the road and my mom didn't like him and and I mean, you know, it was just weird. It was I think my mom married my father because she, the two choice she got pregnant with my oldest brother Scott. So I have a, a brother Scott who's 69 years old. You know, <laughs> and <laughs> I know it's fucking nuts. Always, yeah. Yo, so, nuts. uh, so it was either that she got pregnant, he got, she got pregnant and it was either they had, they either had the, they either got married and had the kid or my mom lived with her mom who was like, is like so depressing to her. It was like living with like Anne Frank's attic. She's kind of equivalent <laughs> to or whatever. I don't know if that's a word, but. What if it was nice? We don't know how nice that attic was. Anne Frank could have lived in the lap of luxury up there, dude. We have no I'm idea. I'm just using her as a reference. Yeah, I don't yeah. even know if it's true. <laughs> Anne Frank, we don't know if that's true. Who knows about Anne Frank, dude? Could have been a fake story. Tell me this. If Seinfeld did have you on the show, what car would you have wanted him to pick you up in? I don't know. He's got so many cars. But no, what would be your favorite car? It doesn't matter what he has. It's like, mm. what would you want? What's, what's probably one of my, the car that my mom drove all the time, the Jaguar. A Jag, right? Yeah, she had the cool Jaguar, yeah. But I, you, I, I, like, I like Jerry Seinfeld. I mean, I'm happy for him. He's, 
He's done pretty well. He's struggling know. lately. I don't think he's. I don't think he's doing well ticket wise. But uh, go see a Seinfeld fine. show if you. If he he might need. He might need it. Yeah, he might need a couple of bucks. Not yeah. doing well. Yeah, I'm from sure. what I've heard. Yeah, I'm from sure. what I've heard. Tell me this: Will you ever sell the comedy store? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think the comedy store will outlive all of us. I hope so. I think it's 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 kind of a, I call it the Emerald City for comedians. I think my mom kind of established this place where it's got this um, system, you know, and then young comics come and they get, you know, like jet ski, they work the door. You know what I mean? There's yeah, that and they system. Grow in it. So th it's a proven system. So it's like, that's why even Monday night was so packed last night. It was like fucking, it was like Jesus Christ. Yeah. Cause everyone wants to, you know, be there. So yeah. it's, it's a magic building. It is. You know, I just think that the building itself and that's the way she set it up. You know, so she set it up that way. So you just leave it the way it was. Was it know? her? Somebody told me, was it <coughs> her idea um, for the OR to paint the ceilings black? Because they, they used to be not black and she wanted the whole thing black. Was that oh, true? I don't, I don't know. I mean, you know, it, it went through a lot of different phases. <laughs> but wasn't not black years ago when you were young? When yeah, you were a young kid not, growing up there? No, it was no? different. It wasn't like pink. <laughs> but but it was like I think there was like uh, you ever go to like a pizza shop or a pizza store where the the um, the what is it called the um, the tablecloths they look like pizza yeah pizza yeah, place yeah. like that's red, yeah yeah it's red checkered and white. red and white yeah. yeah so that's how it was back in the day oh well all the tables yeah, were like yeah, that yeah like I got photos of me like like a little like infant there on the stage and it was like dark blue kind of back in the early seventies yeah what's your first memory of that spot mm, man. Like as a little kid, what do you what stood well, out to you, or a moment that you were like, "Fuck, man!" Well, across the street um, from the comedy store, there used to be this place that my mom opened called the Pickle Barrel, and um, all she all, she, uh, she owned it, and it just sold pickles. So as a kid, I always had like a um, I always had like a, a white napkin with a big pickle in it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I remember that. I remember that. She just give him a pickle. pickle. Just give him a pickle. Shut him up. And my sister ran the pickle barrel, and, and that was like a, a, a quick opening and quick closing. Um, but I don't know. There was a lot, of, a lot of times I remember, you know, the times where Eddie Murphy would roll in with, you know, several Rolls Royces. It was like a, the prince, it seemed like the prince of Saudi was coming in. You know, Eddie Murphy was so fucking massive so back then in the 80s. He would roll in, and it was like, fuck, Eddie Murphy's here. And then when he'd get on stage, it was like... It was like Jesus. Yeah. And, and then, you know, I always remember like when Richard was there and Eddie was there, mm -hmm. then Richard always felt uncomfortable because he always really felt was kind of jealous of Eddie because he was uh, kind of coming up and he was like so hot. And he also felt that Eddie was maybe stealing some of his material. Oh, really? So there was that type of thing. Yeah. It's interesting because like, you know, I've been there 50 years, so I'm 54. So I've been there 50 years and I, I see all the comedians on and I see the crowds and all that. But I'm so, people are like, who's your favorite comic? I'm like, they're all good, but it's not like it was. You know, like all everyone kills, like Whitney. You know, everyone's like up there killing, but it's not like it was. What do you think is different? It's it's kind of like music. What's the difference between Led Zeppelin, the Rolling Stones, and the Who, and fucking the Beatles? Time compared to the fucking music now. Well, it's just <clears> there's more, great music now, but it it matters in your time. So like, what it means to you is probably more meaningful then because it was. 
your yeah. time. I do. I do think Dave Chappelle is probably one of the best comics I've ever seen in my life. Even to this day, even to back back in in you know back in the seventies and eighties. Um, what about he's Burr? Re- he's remarkable. You think Burr? Don't you think Burr is kind of like think, those guys from I the think past? Bill is obviously amazing, but he to me, I think there's Dave Chappelle, and I think there's everyone else. Wow. That's just the way I feel. Yeah, I mean that's the feeling that I when I watch. But the you guy. you've also seen comedy go through a million different intonations, which is kind of strange, like yeah. different versions of it. So like, you know, <clears throat> you've seen like the when it was a super corporate thing in the eighties, and everyone had a comedy club, and they were popping up all over, and yeah. like you watch that happen, and you watch kind of like everyone water cooler guys thinking they were going to do comedy, then you saw it die out really bad, and then this rebirth. So to me, a part of your love for the older stuff. Also, because it was that moment in time for you that was like, what's better than right now? Do you know what I mean? Like, the reason that people loved certain genres of music or comedy or whatever, it's because it meant a lot to you in that, that time, time and yeah. what was going on in the world. I mean, yeah. there was so much. But I just think movies were better than, I think everything was better than. That's just my opinion. Yeah, no, you, yeah. You know, I think the Oscars were more important back then. The MTV Awards were more important back then. I think, um, you know, being a hot chick was more focus playboy uh fhm you know maxim you know it was like that was where you went now it's like fucking plethora so what do you think it is for you now what do you want it to be now because you've 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 gone through so many different changes in it well i'm just gonna move to utah and start my own polygamy thing and just kind of check out pretty can i be can i join yeah yeah i'm just gonna check out soon (laughs) um i don't know man how many wives would you have if you could if you were gonna move there and do that thing i think six or seven that's a lot dude yeah yeah have you ever dated more than one person at a time um, like serious, like had a, two or three girlfriends at once. No, I was yeah. never that guy. No, were you kind of so like you lying have no, to so you have no preparation f- to do this. How can you be a polygamist? Well, because if you're in Utah and you're living on a compound, it's kind of an unwritten law. And you just you just get to pay. That's the reality. Everyone kind of knows that's the shit. Think about it. If you lived here in fucking Sherman Oaks with one chick or one dude and six chicks at a house, it looked like like a porno thing. Out there, it's like fucking common. It's chill. Yeah, it's, it's real common. chill. But it's uh, it's actually very common here too. It's just those are porno things. But I'm down for that. Let people live. Whatever you're you want to do. Married with kids, right? No kids, but married. Yeah, wow. no kids. Yeah. Do so you what? you don't, do you have any kids? Um, I do not. Uh-oh. I do not. You thought about it. Are they out there, maybe? This is a whole other podcast. <laughs> Fuck, man. All right, tell me this. Oh, if, you, if you were going to leave L.A., mm. is Utah for— Where would you really go? If this, if Tallahassee, point, Charleston, something like where Bill Murray hid out. Didn't yeah. Bill Murray hide out in Charleston? I think Charleston, South Carolina, yeah. Yeah, I think something like that. That would be kind of But the problem vibe. is, like, I moved to Vegas two years ago, and the problem is, is I'm in show business— and it's hard to be around people that are not in show business. So in Las Vegas, no one's in show business. And when I mean show business, I mean shooters, editors, producers, directors, graphics, like all that, like, you know, the writers, it just doesn't exist there. And like in Charleston or places like that, that doesn't exist. So like LA or New York's really the only place where I could speak my language. Like right. I feel comfortable. I feel comfortable in LA because everyone speaks that you know, that language, you know. Why'd and, you move to Vegas then? Um, I just wanted, I was in Maui for the pandemic. I, w- I went there for like, um, I was there for like three months. Mm. And then I was watching the news like everyone else and LA was burning. Yeah, you yeah, know, it still is. Let's say why you really went to Vegas on the count of three. One, two, three. Taxes. Oh, oh. no, I thought you were going to say <laughs> pussy, sorry. <laughs> in here, 
We pour whiskey. Hey, I've talked about Squarespace on this show very, very much, and I love these guys. I think they're incredible. What they do over there is great. They've created a platform for you to make a website so you can sell something, produce something, talk about something, uh, rant on the internet if you'd like. Uh, and if you just have a, a crazy blog that you're looking to promote, Squarespace is the place for you. I really do love it. Uh, I've used it for years and years. That's how I made um, a bunch of my different sites. I'm not smart enough, so I usually hire somebody. But uh, Squarespace is still so good for even someone that's you know highly uh, highly active and efficient in in website integration and creating something for you. Um, the best part about them, to me, they have uh, these video studios. You can edit live videos within your site. They have email campaigns. You can pool all these people's emails to get, you know, find out where your fans or where the people that you're trying to speak to are coming from. And they have analytics, the insights to help you grow your business, learn where your site visits and clicks are coming from and analyze which channels are the most effective, which I think is incredible for me, especially as a comic, to let me know where you guys are so I can come see you and tell you about it when I get there. Um, you really got to try Squarespace. And if you've used Squarespace and used our promo code, if you use that code whiskey, send me your site at amasantinofan at gmail.com and maybe we'll feature it on the show. Uh, head over to squarespace.com slash whiskey, squarespace.com slash whiskey for a free trial. When you're ready to launch, use the offer code whiskey. Save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Everybody wants to last a little bit longer in bed, okay? Just a little bit longer in bed. And Roman is here to help you out, my friend. Uh, their swipes are clinically proven to help you last longer in bed. You got to try this out, okay? Millions upon millions of men are trying to satisfy their partners because satisfying a dude is very easy. It's simple. All you have to do is uh, get in there and it takes care of itself. But if you want to last longer to make sure that your love experience is uh, has a little bit better trajectory for the length of time for you, you got to try it out, okay? You have to try out the swipes. I tried it. They sent me some. It, it definitely works. It definitely works. It gives you a little bit longer lasting time in bed to enjoy yourself even more with your partner. PE treatments are safe, effective, and used by millions upon millions of men. And they got free two-day shipping. Uh, so give yourself a couple of swipes. Let yourself last a little bit longer on somebody you swiped on an app maybe a couple hours ago. You want to show them what you got? Give a Roman swipe. Let them see what you got. Go to GetRoman.com slash whiskey today. GetRoman.com slash whiskey today. If you're approved, you're going to get $10 off your first order. That's GetRoman.com slash whiskey. Ginger. I like gingers. <laughs> Same thing, dude. Wait, No, no but, but, but for real. So LA is my home. Yeah. So my home was burning. So yeah. I was, I couldn't be around that. So, and I had my parents that died and, and all this shit was going on in my life. And I was just like, I want to be around joy. You had to get away. I wanted to be around joy. I'd been in LA my whole life. Yeah. I never knew anything but LA. And, um, and I was just like, what's joyful? And I was just like Vegas. And then I just got this killer house. And I recently um, became very close with Nicolas Cage. He's my neighbor. Shut up. Yeah. That's fun, huh? Yeah, he's my neighbor, so. Do you guys hang out? We do. Yeah. What does do. Nick Cage and Polly Shore do when they hang out? Um, just go, we go, he, he'll text me and I'll say, let's go, let's go get some sushi. And then yeah. he'll just pick me up in his $500,000 car. And then I hop in and we go to a private sushi place and, and just sit down and just look in each other's eyes and, <laughs> and uh, just, you know, I'm, I'm. I'm in awe of him, yeah. you know, like you are, like most people are. Yeah. I'm very, I look up to him and um, he's like a brother to me. Yeah. I feel um, really nice next to him. I feel uh, we've both been through a lot, you know. Do you ever feel like so. because someone at that level always has to live in private, right? Yeah. Do you ever feel like that's 
it's a it's a little it's a little sad when it's like well there, he can never just go out Ugh. and go do a thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, do you think you still have the ability to go out and just go do a thing? I do. I go. I fly coach on Southwest all the time. So it doesn't. Like it when make- I tour, like a lot of times I'll fly coach. Right. Yeah. Just because you're like, who gives a shit? Who cares? People say hi. Say hi. Right. I don't care. But don't I'm you think like, it's a little yeah, but, tough to be on that side? But of it? for him, for him, he's always been that way. You know, right. I'm, I've always been the people's person. You know, his style is not people. Right. His style is go from a movie you know, to his house and just fucking chill. And that's always been, he's not on social media. We'll take pictures together. He, he, uh, he doesn't want me to post anything, which I, I don't. And I respect him because sure. that's, a, that's our, um, our, um, um, you that's know, the relationship. Yeah, our relationship. So we don't take, you know, it's just, you know, but for emotionally for me, it's been really nice to, to spend time with him because we've both been through a lot. Yeah. Yeah. We've both been through a lot. You know, when your parents die, your parents are still alive. They're still alive. Yeah. Well, there's two types of lives out there. There's a life when your parents are in your life and there's a life when your parents are not in your life. And they're two completely different lives. You know, you walk around kind of with the heaviness, even yeah. though you're joyful, Ask Bobby, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, Bobby's been through that. And, and God forbid if that ever happens to you. Well, it's going it, to at some point, yeah, sadly. But yeah. yeah. And it's it's interesting. It's wild. It's interesting. It's uh, And what I, was so, clo- I was so close with my mom yeah. and my dad, both of them. I was super close. I mean, my mom, because she raised, she raised me and, um, and I'm her baby. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm the, I'm the youngest. So, uh, you know, it's... Uh, you know, it's an interesting, and then when you're by yourself and you don't have that family, you don't have that thing, you know, you just have your pillow, you know, I stick my pillow me to my legs and I'm like, you know, I, I, when I, at night, when I go to sleep, I think that my pillow is my mom and dad, yeah. you know what I mean? Cause I know they love me for me. Yeah. That is true. That's very sweet. Yeah. And what, you um, think, you think when you're, and parents... that's why it's hard for me sometimes at the store. What do you mean? When I'm at the store, I'm very emotional. It's not just I'm at the store. Dum, da, dum, da, dum. That's my mom. It means so much. It's my mom. Yeah. That's her club. Yeah. You know, she, that she touched it. She painted it. She, you know, her pictures are there. Her neon's there. Like, like I was with Bob Wheeler last night um, and we were sitting there and, and I said, remember my mom used to stand right there? And he's like, yeah. And we would just start laughing and stuff. Like, even though know, she's physically not there, she's mentally there. And that's why I think everyone respects the store so much. For sure. Because of her. You know, because of the rules that she laid down, even though she's not there. So it's hard. It's hard. It's hard for me. But I feel good going there because I feel a lot of love from the comics. You know, when I see Bobby and and, and guys that I, you know, I've known for so long and Theo and and um, I don't know, I'm 50 years of people. You know, I saw Paul Rodriguez the other night, and you know, I'm I'm my mom. Yeah. You know, and um, yeah, it's heavy. What's the last yeah. memory of your mom there that you have? <sighs> well. Um, we knew she was, you know, she was on hospice. So, uh, we knew, we knew she was going to die like any day. So, um, me and my mom's caregiver, Alfred, um, and, and Juan Carlos, uh, we took my mom to the comedy store. Uh, it was two days before she passed. And, um, we had Juan Carlos, uh, uh, play my mom's music really loud in the main room. Wow. Yeah. And we turned on the neons. Yeah. You know, we turned on the neons and, and it was in the middle of the day and she, we wheeled her in and, um, and we put her there and, and, and 
basically I said, mom, the store's going to be fine. You know, we're so proud of you. You did such an amazing job. We love you. The store, every comic loves you so much. Everything's going to be fine, mom. You did wonderful. You did wonderful. And, um, and she heard because, uh, you know, when I found out that when you're dying, you know, especially if you have Alzheimer's or Parkinson's or some of those type of diseases, the last thing that goes to your hearing. The and last I, thing that goes last thing that goes you're hearing you can hear everything it's not right. like um uh you know uh your hearing leaves so you know she heard everything and she felt it and so that was kind of like the last time I brought her to the store wow. yeah it was pretty heavy that's heavy as fuck yeah it was really so heavy. is it hard for you to go to the main room or no um like does that change at all for you then well it's the sensitive for me there sure it's not like going to work you know fucking you know Springfield, Missouri in fucking, you know, two weeks. <laughs> right. You know right. what I mean? It's that's, just a thing. Yeah. That's just a thing. But when you go to the store, it's... Well, a, that's not a thing. That's that's emotional for me too because those are my fans and, and I've been doing this for so long and those people have been for me for 30 years. That's a long time. Yeah. You know, they keep coming and coming. So it's emotional there for me because those people grew up with me. Yeah. You know, but for the store, it's very sensitive and, and it's very delicate for me there. It's not, you know... Because of my mom, yeah. Yeah, it means so much. Yeah. I mean, you say they grew up with you. I mean, I remember Yeah. I remember seeing you on MTV. Mm. And it was fascinating, dude, because when I, w I never knew, you know, because back then, too, especially because social media wasn't around. Mm. So what we saw of people on television was all we ever knew. Mm. So I never knew. I was like, is this who this guy is? Mm. Is this his creation from this guy? Is that who he, like, I couldn't understand. I was like, is that, that's this guy. And in my mind, before I ever met you, I was like, that's who you are. You're, mm. you're always that guy. But then I meet you, you're much more dynamic than mm. just what ev one person has seen on television. Yeah, that's a little sticky, you know? No, it's not sticky. It's just you created something that was so, it was like America fucking ate you alive. Like mm. people were in love, like in love with you, mm. you know? Like, mm. And it's also that character that they held on to so much that like you're much deeper than that, mm. than that thing is. But when, when I was young, I was like, I just assumed that's who you were for mm, sure. I was like, mm, that's him. Yeah. But then I meet you and I know, you know, you're a much, a much more layered dude. Your mm. comedy is subversive and different than just the one thing that I saw of you. Mm. But that thing was so big. Mm. It was, it was it wild. Was wild. It's crazy. I've, I've been putting, uh, putting together a lot of, um, kind of, uh, what's it called? Um, historical kind of, uh, looking back projects, you know, memoir, you yeah. know, uh, uh, my one man show, my uh, uh, show I'm working on with Adam Sandler's company, and then um, and and all these things, and and I I I have saved every video, I've saved every photo, I have thousands and thousands of videos and photos of everything. So I found this is hilarious. I found a screen test from in the army now when I was screen testing all the kids, cause I was like the hot guy and everyone was screen testing for me. So I found a screen test with um, Adam Goldberg, uh, Adrian Brody and Chris Rock all coming in to read for Andy Dick's role in, in the army now. No way. It's fucking dope. Dude. That's awesome. It's fucking, Chris Rock wanting to be in my movie is fucking hilarious. How old was he then? He was, you know, he's, he's a little older than me. So I was probably in my early twenties. So he's probably mid twenties, but he was trying to act, you know what I mean? And then, and then when I, uh, and then I found the screen test from son-in-law. So when I did son-in-law, so there's Ashley Judd. Yeah. So she came in and read and the Heather Graham came in and read and, and, um, a lot of 
you know, so I saved everything. So it's like looking back, it means so much. You have all that footage. I have everything. Yeah. What? So that's all that shit. Where are you going to put it out? Are you ever going to put it out? Yeah. I'm kind of crafting it now. Into like a docu, uh, like a. Well, I have a memoir. Uh, My memoir is called, How'd You Expect Me to Turn Out? (laughs) So that's my memoir. So the crazy part about my memoir is I wrote it 25 years ago when I was 28. So every Jesus. so like if you ask me about little stories right now, my memory's pretty good. Like I remember every little thing. But the reason why <clears throat> I wanted to write it at that time is because I didn't want to forget everything that just happened. In right. Me. So I wrote it like um, kind of when I did Biodome around that time. You know, it was around that time looking back. But it's everything from like all these little little things like at the store, or, you know, the MTV stuff or Beverly Hills High School or. You know, the, the story about my friend that got molested and he shot the guy that fucking, da, 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 he's just like, boom, boom, just all these fucking stories. So it's very detailed. So right now me and my assistant are putting it together, all the images and clearing it through legal and all that stuff. So I'm going to kind of put um, self-publishing that and I'm going to put that out. And then my one-man show, which I've been filming, and oh, excuse me, I've been, I've been um, you know, touring it all over America. It's called Stick with the Dancing. And that's um, what my mom said to me after she saw me perform. What she said, time. stick with the dancing? Yeah, because I ended with pop locking. Because mm-hmm. I showcased for my mom, you know, at the store, just like anyone did. Right. Because I stayed away from the store for about two years, and then it was finally time for me to showcase for Mitzi. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, and my mom's sitting in her booth with uh, in, um, Louis Anderson and Paul Mooney, right? And she's got her list. She's like, who's next? And then Paul Mooney's like, oh, Paulie's next. She's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> So I come on stage. This guy, Carl Edwards, brings me on stage. He had three nipples. And um, I do like all these jokes that other comedians wrote for me. And uh, Angel Salazar wrote jokes for me. Argus wrote jokes for me. But I ended with pop locking. So I started fucking pop locking and all this shit. So I go to my mom after. I'm like, how did I do it? She said, stick with the dancing. <laughs> and that's one of the, so that's the, the show. Stick with the dancing. Yeah, that's my childhood stories of my childhood. So it's kind of like, I don't know if you ever saw Mike Tyson's Undisputed Truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just fucking dope. Yeah. So it's he speaks and there's videos and photos playing behind. Yeah. So um, so I got into I I I'm not allowed to say it, but I got into some festival in New York with it, and um, that's gonna be in November. So um, so yeah, so it's it's this it's this this while I'm still semi young, I want to remember this shit. I want to do it and I want to say goodbye to it, you know, because people love the history. You know, they love yeah. that, that, that era, that time. What was this? What was that? So, so that's why I'm doing it. Do you yeah. want to make it as a, sp- a special quote unquote? Like, yes. <clears throat> yeah. And then yeah. Sandler and I are talking about something as well. So we'll see about that. So it's so all as well. Yeah. All this, yeah. All this stuff. And you know, I'm in town doing a voiceover movie for Lionsgate right now. That's why I'm in town. Cause I live in Vegas. Can you know? say the, the name of the yeah, film? Yeah. It's called a uh, big trip Two. Because I know you guys love the big trip one. <laughs> In here, we pour whiskey. Hey, the NFL is back, baby. And I got to tell you something. A lot of you guys are into fantasy. Daily fantasy is something that's relatively new in the fantasy world. Uh, and I think it's incredible. I think daily fantasy is so cool. Uh, and that's why I'm here to tell you about prize picks. Prize picks knows what's up. Here's what you do. You pick two to five players. Uh, and if they uh, score more or less than their prize picks projection... Um, then you can win up to 10 times your money on any single entry. It's pretty incredible. There's no competing against other people. It's just you against the projections available, which is what I like. You're not going head-to-head with some weirdo stranger that you don't know sitting in his uh, mom's basement uh, countless hours uh, going over analytics and data. You're just going against a machine that picks, okay? 
Prize picks offers projections on any sport you watch. NFL, all right, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, and much, much more. How many more do you need? I don't even know if there's other sports out there. Maybe darts, 140. Uh, we'll see. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less, and it's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals and currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. The people up north, eh? So if you're in a daily fantasy and you want to go up against the projection, this is the way to do it. All you gotta do is be like, hey man, I'm picking uh, I'm picking Josh Allen to hook over 350 yards. And, uh, you know, look, if he does it, he does it, you know? And then you make another, uh, make another little guess. Man, Coop Cup, what's he gonna do? He's gonna have a touchdown and, uh, you know, He's going to do a little dance in the end zone. Uh, either way, Price Picks is incredible. Download the Price Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up uh, to play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 uh, with promo code WHISKEY. Use that promo code. If you deposit $100, Price Picks will give you $100 back. So you deposit $50, Price Picks is going to give you $50. It's that easy. Don't forget to enter the promo code WHISKEY at sign up for an instant deposit match to up to $100. Download that Price Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. Use the promo code WHISKEY. Ginger. I like gingers. Big Trip 1 was such a hit. Gotta do Big Trip yeah. 2. No, I play a bear. I do that a lot. You play a bear I play, a lot? No, I play a lot of anime. <laughs> I do a lot of animation shit. Yeah, but that's great. Yeah, it's fun. You can't do, you don't want to do, you can't do it from a studio out by you. You want to come into town? Yeah. Because you know they do a satellite now all the time. That's no. the wild shit. No, I like no. to work with the director. But you like to have an excuse to come back from Vegas. Yeah, that too. You get in trouble in Vegas? You go down, you play cards, you go to a titty bar, you have some You know fun. what's interesting is I've been there for two years and I haven't gambled once except mm-hmm. for having unprotected sex. That's about it. No, I haven't. I've not gambled once. I just don't. I, it's because I don't know how to add. <laughs> it's true. No, like seriously. Like if I sat You're down. You're bad at that. I, I'd be like, how much Six is and this? a five. What is that? Uh, Eleven. There it is. You got it. But you know what I mean. I'm just not good at it. No, yeah. I'm not good at gambling. I just it's not my thing. Well, I've you, never but, been. I've never been a gambler. And then as far as other stuff, getting in trouble, um, you know what? I, I, you know, I learned what not to do by growing up where I grew up. Mm. You know, so I have this saying that I came up with: dance with the devil, don't become the devil. I mean, it's okay to get fucked up, but don't become fucked up. Oh uh, yeah. So I never, I never in my whole career with alcohol and drugs and all that shit, I never pulled like a bender where it's like you know you know four days da 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 you know just um you saw know. it all the I mean, time though right yeah i saw it all i mean that's jet ski like i didn't even get laid once on the tour no you know, just, no just, did she not help you get laid no she didn't jet you ski? think she would yes yeah with kinnison was mm. he when you went with him was he do was he just so fucked up the whole time mm. or was that both there was times when he wasn't that fucked up yeah both yeah yeah both was he feeding you shit what do you mean? Drugs. Was he trying to was he trying to get you along for the ride or no? I did I did coke with him once in a while. But it was never a big pressure thing. Like, because you're the son of Mitzi, I feel like he, yeah. there was people that in my mind, there was always guys being like, let's get Paulie fucked up. Let's get him fucked up. No, he kind of he kind of used me a little bit, you know, knowing that I would get under her skin, you know? Because he but, didn't like her? No, because it gave him a little bit of control over her, over his, over his, uh, her son, you know? Right. So, um. A little bit of a power trip. Yeah, they had it, they had it out. They had a bad fight, a bad falling? Did he die with it like that? No. So it was, it was rectified by the time he died? Yeah. It was just because he showed up with guns. 
Show up to the comedy store with guns. guns. Yeah. Where's Danny Storm? I'll kill him. Oh, oh, oh. And start shooting and shit. Call the cops. Wait, he was shooting at people? Yeah. Who's the guy he wanted to kill? <laughs> it was either Angel Salazar or Danny Stone or someone like that. I don't know. One of those comedians. You don't know why he had fuck, beef with them? They were fucking his, trying to fuck his girlfriend or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sam was wild, dude. You know, Sam was, you know, he went, he was wild. Yeah. You know the story about him with his, uh, with um, the movie It Took, do you? No. Nah. Yeah, it's funny. So, um... Whew. So, uh, um, how do we say this? So Sam's career was becoming piping hot in Hollywood. Like he would, you know, boom, 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 boom. So it's finally time for him to what? Star in a movie. Right. That's what happens. Right. So they write this movie for him called A Took where he plays an Eskimo. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, uh, and he agrees to do it, the whole thing. He, they pull the tour bus up. You know, he's on tour with the Outlaws of Comedy. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> And they pull the tour bus up to the set, and that Sam never read the script. So they read the script while the tour bus is parked on the set, and they're supposed to like start filming the next day. So Sam's like, "This is a piece of shit. I'm not doing this. This is the worst." Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> and the bus just leaves. <laughs> <laughs> so United Artists sues him for ten million dollars. Fuck! Did they yeah. write him a check already? They like, or did they? Yeah, because they. <clears throat> well, because they. I'm saying they gave him money up front before he ever did the movie. I don't know what it was. They, they, you know, pre-production, yeah, all yeah. that bullshit. You know, cameras. You know, contracts. He never paid that money though. Fuck. No, that. he got sued, and then the comedy store. Uh, and then he went on tour because he had to pay, you know, for the... I don't know what they settle. I got a burp one sec. Yeah. I don't know what they settle with. <sighs> there it is. I don't know what they settled with, but I know my mom gave him two weeks in Vegas. And that helped. And he fucking sold that out quick, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's so wild, dude. That to just it was fuck wild. off a, a, a map. And UA at the time. Huge, dude. Huge. Huge. And just to be like, fuck off. I'm out. I'm not doing I'm the out. movie. Doing have you that. ever have you ever fucked off a, something like that? Like, mm -hmm. have you ever been like, no chance? No, see, you seem like a very like mm -mm. professional, well to do. Like when you were in the business, you didn't really fuck around and get caught up. Mm -mm. No. You didn't let it go no. to your head at all. Mm -mm. Did you feel I mean, like maybe when you were going through it, you were nervous it was going to go away? So you were like, I want to stay good and be right and do the right thing? No, I'm like my mom and my dad. Like, I'm a workaholic. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just love making people happy. And I love, you know, I love um, acting. Acting is, you know, that's part of the reason why I'm fucking on Nick's dick. You know what I mean? Is like, and we want to act together. I mean, he wants to, he, he keeps saying we're going to act together. I mean, how cool would that be? Of you and Nick Cage? I mean, that what do you think be, the movie would be? I have no idea. Let's this do, guy, God will pro provide that. This you guy know? that lives up to who? God, upstairs, your 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 landlord upstairs. Yeah, Marcus. He'll yeah. know. Yeah, Marcus. 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 Write a script. Write a script. Imagine he comes downstairs. I think, I I think a one. good. I think a good idea would be fucking uh, like a uh, like a modern day version of Midnight Run. Ooh. I think that would be cool where you like he's Cage? stuck with me yeah. and he's like transferring me across America. He like fucking that. wants to kill me. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's good. That I think could that be, that would could be, be a good. really funny idea. But I don't know. I mean, this is, this is, you know, if it happens, it happens. But back to um, me being, I love acting. It's one of my favorite things. Um, I love stand up. I love all that shit. But acting is my number one thing. Gun to your, gun to your head. If someone says you got to give up one or the other, you're giving up stand up. Yeah. Yeah, you are. Huh? Yeah. When you were a kid and you were starting stand up, you just, would you want to always use it as a catalyst for acting no, anyway i'm a stand-up too but you just put a gun in my head yeah a big one too a big one one of the about ones about two inches like bobby lee's little fucking <laughs> cock <laughs>
You know I see him at the spa all the time. It's hilarious. Yeah, you go to Wee Spa, huh? Oh. That's where he likes. No, he goes to one that doesn't have a fucking name. Yeah, he goes to Hole in the Wall shit. Yeah. He goes to one, and last time he was there, he was telling me there was a bunch of girls they brought in. I was like, "Those are these are hookers. Oh, that place, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. The karaoke. Yeah, place. he was like, really? I'm like, what the fuck? Yes, what do you right. think they are? What do you think it was like seven good-looking women just hanging out? In a fucking spa with old, weird, fat Korean no, men like you? The, yeah, they, no, they do the uh, the karaoke thing or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, that's a part of what they do. Yeah. They do a karaoke thing as a part of what they do. But back to Vegas, yeah. Yeah, tell me, but tell me though, Vegas, Vegas was a place that you wanted to find a little bit of new age freedom outside of LA. You get there, you love it. Mm. Are you going to come back or do you think yeah, this I'm is the coming, rest of your life? No, I'm coming No, back. you're going to be yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, You still have a place here or no? Yeah. You do. Yeah, you're yeah. never going to give that up. Yeah. What about Vegas? You'll sell it or keep it? Mm, when's this airing? <laughs> we'll put the address right here. Go to see. This is how his house is for sale. What are we talking? 27, we'll 28 a, million? No, we'll put a question mark on this part. Yeah, you guys just yeah. go ahead and I mean, I, I, you put know on what? a bid. I, I love Vegas, but it's not for me. It's a little gnarly. I mean, there's some, I met some amazing people there. I got some really nice new friends and I found out all the cool local spots, the great restaurants, all that stuff and became friendly with the locals, but it's just a little gnarly. And you know, if I'm saying it's gnarly, it's fucking gnarly. It's fucking gnarly. gnarly. Yeah. So let me give- It's dry. It's kind of like, you know, it's, it looks like Chernobyl. You know what I mean? It's just dirty. (laughs) There's mangy dogs. There's a lot of the homeless are fucking gnarly out there. Like, you know, it's just a little, um, because it's excess. Yeah, you know, food, alcohol, drinks, da, 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 and it's, it's you know, it's um, it's one note kind of, you know. There's bottle service girls, there's magicians, there's strippers, there's dancers, there's uh, uh, I don't know, you know, you. there's me, there's Polly Shore. Yeah. What do you think? <clears throat> but but it's it's cool, it's it's cool, but it's just a little gnarly. It's just you're done. It's just a little gnarly. <laughs> it's dry too. Fuck. Have you ever been a Lotus of Siam? Of course. That's a great Fucking, spot. That's amazing. a local Vegas spot. If anybody wants to go out there, go to see the, go to check out the Lotus. There's I lived also, in Vegas for two months, so I know that okay. so I shot know. something out there and it was crazy, man. It was just so, I lived inside Caesar's Palace. Wow. Yeah, it was fucking nuts. And the saddest shit was like, you know, we wanted a house off the strip, but they wanted to keep us on the strip because it was easier to get a hold of us to shoot stuff. Do you wow. know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. So they knew where we were most nights. Wow. And we had security because they, you know, they were making sure that we were kind of keeping. What movie was this? It was a TV show. It was called Sin City Saints. It was, it was, it was, or Yahoo did its I, first television show. Wow. And it just fucking bombed. It was me, Malin Ackerman, Tom Arnold, uh, uh, Rick Fox. I mean, it was Rick amazing. Fox, Justin Chown, some really good people. Tom Arnold was wild to work. I mean, he was, because we had to get him out of Vegas all the time because he was afraid of, you know, being around all that bullshit. So like when we were done, dude, he was on a plane within seconds and had to get the fuck out of there and come back to LA. Sad. Well, it's not because I don't think he was going to like fuck up. I just think he didn't want to be a part of that world. Makes sense. He was like, I just don't want to be near the shit. Got it. And then one day he, he saw I was going to the gym in the morning and he was like, uh, he's like, hey buddy, what, t- what time do you go to the gym? And I was like, I'm like, I don't know, maybe 8 a.m. or some shit like that. Or I don't know, whenever, would you want to go? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'll go. So <laughs> we, go, we go down there the next morning and it's packed. It's packed, which it's usually not packed that often. Most Vegas gyms don't, because most which people- Which one, LVAC? No, in Caesars. Oh, the in gym Caesars. at Caesars. Yeah, okay, yeah at it. Caesars. And so we're, it was packed, and I don't know why, because most times it's not packed. Most people that go to fucking Vegas, they're just going to party. But it was packed, and he was like, fuck this, I can't do this, buddy, fuck this shit. And I was like, sorry, man, I didn't know, you know, I didn't know it was gonna be like this. And he he goes, Look, come with me to the front desk. So, okay. We go to the front desk, he goes, 
we don't want to work out in that fucking gym. There's too many people. And the front desk guy was like, okay, what do you want me to do? And he's like, get a, uh, get a fucking elliptical machine and some weights. Yeah. Get a elliptical machine and, and some weights upstairs. And the guy was like, to your room, we, to your room. He's like, oh yeah. And they did. Wow. And they got him an elliptical machine and like weights and bullshit for his fucking room. And I was like, this is the way to do it. I was like, that's, I was like, that's the way to get it done when you, cause I would never, I, I would never ask for that kind of shit. I'm a pussy. Yeah. Even when I've been a part of something where I know I could be a little bit, yeah. Hey, can I have that? Like, have you ever asked for something when you're a part of something you knew was a little over the top, but you got away with it? Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Like, did you ever like, well, if you, have you ever done a thing where someone's like, we want a jet, like I want to take, give me a private jet to the place. No. you never done that. That's not my thing. So what's up with your show, Dave? <laughs> huh? What's up with that show? Yeah, we're doing another one. It's fucking great. It's all right. We're doing a third season now as, as you and I speak. It's a great show. They're going to be filming. I'm not filming. I'm, I'm finishing up. So like, they're, they're, you're not in it anymore? No, I am. I am. I'm, just, I'm not on the first week because I'm, do, I'm touring to do a special. Right. I'm shooting a special in Denver on September 24th. Yes. And I need to get tuned up. So I got a couple a of, I'm missing a couple of, I'm missing like a week. How's that show to work on? Great, dude. Great. Aside from the Jewish guy, it's really awesome. Yeah. He's the main guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. No, yeah. I love him to death. No, it's great, man. It's, it's super fun. I mean, it's, um, you know, uh, t I mean, TV. Did you do a lot of TV or did you mostly do film? I mean, you won't, did you do TV? I did a lot of TV. Did you do TV series? A series. I had a sitcom that got canceled. There it is. After like five or six, six, seven episodes. Did you ever do a series? Did you ever do a series that lasted or no? Mm -mm. This is my first one. This is my first one that's gone anywhere. Wow. Everything else I did got canned. There it is. Um, but this one, this is the first one I've ever been on that like did well. You know, that's that, great. that Sin City Saints one bombed the fucking, you know, I did Mixology, was an ABC show that bombed. I did I'm Dying Up Here that was about the store that bombed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I did a bunch of bombs. Huh. And yet they let me do it again. But Dave is good, man. It's a fun show. It's just TV is, TV's long. Mm. It's not like a movie. It's, movies are great because you kind of get yeah, in. It's like a circus. It's fast and it's done. Yeah. TV draws the fuck out. Wow. It's long. Wow. It's too much, man. But no, but I, I mean, I love it, but it's just by the end of TV, you're fucking done. You're tired. Like I don't, I don't know how people do like those procedural shows. I, I, that's you know, 40 episodes of CSI or whatever the fuck they do. In yeah, it's a lot, a lot to memorize. It's just a lot to handle. It's yeah. just like a lot of like, you know, it's just like long days and it's well, a lot. You're, it's, but it's, you're it's at this place right now in your career where it's fucking, it's all lined up. I it's mean, you check okay, all yeah. the boxes. I'm doing okay. No, yeah. it's great. Yeah. It's, no, it's really, it's, it's really, how old are you? 38. You have to think about your life. You're like 38. Well, because I'm about to be 39. And for a second, I was going to say 39, but then, I, no, I'm a 38-year-old. 38. Where yeah. were you at 38? Crying. <laughs> no, I don't know, touring or something. I don't remember. I did, I did a, lot of, a lot of stuff after my run. Yeah. You know, I did what do like you mean my, after your run? Well, my run of big movies in the 90s, and I did a whole other run, which is mostly the stuff like I did. Like Nicolas Cage's favorite movie that I, I've ever done is called Adopted. Yeah. Where I go to Africa to adopt a black baby. I know. So, so, so I did like in my thirties and forties, I did a lot of like self-produced, self-financed, self-directed. Didn't you do that you with know. the, with the last movie you did? Was that, was that you? Did you do a lot of self-financing and producing mm -hmm. or no? Uh, uh, guest house. Yeah. 
with Steve-O and Bobby Lee and all them. No, that was um, that was for Lionsgate, and that was just me starring, and that was me kind of helping, kind of produce it. And uh, you helped put it together because I know that yeah. Bobby and those guys said that you you kind of reached out to a lot of people and were like, "Come do this movie for me." Yeah. And, yeah, did, and, and who said? Did anybody say no? Harlan Williams. Fuck him, dude. Fuck you, Harlan. He's like, whoa. Why didn't he want to do it? Did he have a reason? I don't want to do it. I don't know. That was no, but I love Harlan. He's so fucking talented and he's like such a great comic and actor. And I've done a lot of stuff with him and, um, I'm just a fan. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. So he's really fucking funny, but, um, no, the movie turned out good. Guest house turned out good and it did really well for me. Yeah. And, um, it was cool. It's a hard R which was cool if you haven't seen it or anyone that's seen it. It's a rated, it's a hard R and I've never done a hard R before. You know the irony of that you uh, the hard R. What? You know what that phrase is, right? No. You don't know the phrase hard R? Nope. When people say the N word and they say don't you they said the, they said a hard Did R. Did I just say something racist without oh, yeah, knowing? Yeah, dude. Really? No, 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 no. Okay. No, when people refer to saying the N word and people say, yeah, and he said the hard R at the uh, end. Hard R. Oh there it is. Uh, now uh, I okay. saw it sunk. Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, no. Okay, hard R. That's no. cool. And you never hard R. When I you never... do, I've heard you say the N-word when you do, you don't ever hard R. So you're yeah, fine. Yeah. Don't worry about it. So yeah, so uh we did that and that was cool. And then uh yeah, so I just it's just one of those things that, you know, when when someone says no, and I have this saying, a no is a yes. Does that make sense? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Well, no. If yeah. someone says no, that's it's actually meaning like it's a yes for something else. For what? A yes to, for to someone else. Something to, else. Yeah, oh, okay, to create okay. something else. So, if, like for instance, if you don't get a part or you know you wanted something, like there, that that means you're supposed to get something else. So you're predestined for something better. Yeah. Whatever. To do something else. So, you know, me me putting myself in my career the way it, it did, I learned how to do everything from scratch. So like I can go into any town and and enroll people to, you know, to 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 shoot, to edit, to the, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I know how to make stuff from scratch. Because you've done it before. Yeah, I've done it a lot before. Right. And do I like it? Yeah, I kind of like it. You do? It's cool, yeah. You'd rather be indie than go the other route? I like both. Yeah. Yeah, I like both. Well, they service um, both different they service two different things. Indie's tough. It's harder. It's way more work. It's way more stress. It's way more on your shoulders. But the payoff is probably sexier. But it's uh, yeah, and it's also it's your it's your it's your it's your print. You did it. Yeah, it's your print. It's your uh, your your thumbnail or whatever. So thumbprint. Yeah, so Polly Shore is dead to me is probably the best movie I've ever done. By far, you think? I think so. No yeah, doubt. It's fucking gnarly, dude. It's yeah. a gnarly, gnarly movie. Right. It's because it's really honest and it's fucking dark and like people are shitting on me, and it's like. <laughs> You know what I mean, and it and it came at a time where I was just feeling that, but and it but it helped you kind of. It helped me reinvent myself, reinvent. yeah, and it gave me confidence, and I don't know, it was like it took me five years, you know, wow. to, to to make, yeah. But it's got like everyone's in it, yeah. You got Dr. Dre and fucking you know Eminem and uh, Whoopi and Ellen DeGeneres and fucking you know, I, you know, I mean, it just goes down an the, endless array. Of it's man. just yeah, and it was just like. It was, um, they got the joke, yeah, you know, yeah. when I pitched it to them. Cause it's not like it went through their agent. Yeah. You, you know, had to pitch it to them. Oh yeah. I'm like, yo, I faked my death to become famous again. They're like, that's hilarious. Me going to jail, dude, the, the, the stuff that I shot in jail was insane. 
I don't. Did you ever see Polly Shore's yeah. dead? Yeah. Yeah. So the stuff like where I get because I get caught faking my death and they throw me in jail and I had this sign it says Celebrity Wing <laughs> and I'm I'm walking with all my shit you know to my cell yeah. and fucking uh, Tommy Lee's in jail and he's with his. <laughs> He's with this gay dude. He's like, Polly, what's up? What we took you? What took you so long? And then I walk by Heidi Fleiss. She spits in my face because <laughs> I owe her money. And then I get to my cell and it's fucking Todd Bridges. So then I'm in fucking jail with Todd Bridges and he's giving me career advice, which is fucking hilarious. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's all yeah. played real. Yeah. You know, and it's fuck to me. It's like, you know, that's the best thing you've ever I done. I think so. Until you do the next thing. Until until you do another thing that you really I mean fucking who knows, you're yeah. nowhere near done. So who gives yeah. a shit? It'll happen again. The one man show could be the next best thing. Yeah, but Polly Shore is dead. That's it. <laughs> it was like it was it, dude. And then I, I was in solitaire. I'm trying to kill myself, and the vo and the ghost of Sam Kennison shows up, and Adam Sandler's fucking taunting me. It's fucking gnarly, dude. Yeah, it's deep. It's very deep. Are so. you to are you touring this one man show still right now? I am. Where are you going? Um, I'm doing it in Vegas at the Wise Guys Comedy Club there. You know, there's the Wise Guys yeah, in Vegas. I do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's that. I do it there. Where else am I doing it? Um, I'm doing it in New York. Doing it at the store. I did it at the store a couple months ago. Where in New York are you doing it? Asylum. Oh, yeah. Which is in the, I think the, I don't, I'm not familiar with all this. Did you ever yeah. live in New York? You never lived in I never there? did, but never. I wanted to. Bad, huh? I fucking love New York. Me too. Yeah, it's cool. It's right? just it's like a it's like a it's like a, a ch adult child's paradise. Like if you have the <clears throat> if you have an element of like let's go do it, New York is the best worst place because it's all I want to do is go eat and drink and fucking run around all night long. That's all I want to do is go like see friends and hang out and yeah. go get a drink and, and go, go eat good food Brooklyn, and Brooklyn. And go then go do a show and then go to someone's house and then go, yeah. like it's addicting. It's crack. Yeah. I think I would die in New York. That's why I never moved to New York. I was so like, with your with your stand up, um, mm -hmm. how long you been doing stand up for? Oh six oh seven was probably when I started. I mean, it's kind of when so I started. So you started kind of late. What do you mean? Well, yeah, no, you, I was 21, 22 years old. Uh, I was a kid. Okay, okay was a kid, so you yeah. started twenty years ago. I started in two thousand and seven about i would say is when i kind of really started to get into open miking uh -huh. was 2007 so and then you started in chicago years ago or so no i started out here i moved out here i went to arizona state and i moved right from there to here and i started going to shitty open mics all over the fucking city and i would pop by the store and try that mic and that was a that was a tough time like the 07 to 09 010 like yeah. 2010 was like a it was tough. The store wasn't doing great. It wasn't yeah. like selling out a lot. Uh, the comics that were there, the older guys were not the nicest fucking guys. It was kind of like a, the era was well, not I great. Say, what, I, what I tell people about that time, because I've heard that before, yeah. is that when the owner is sick, the club is sick. Oh, it was. The so club that, was fucking sick. Yeah, I'll tell because, you that. Yeah. yeah, that she wasn't doing well at that time. It was tough, man. It was so just it was kind hard, of a bully yeah. mentality that was yeah. around there. It was a little bit fucking harsher. There was, not a, like, there was not a reason for me to hang out. So when I would do a spot, I would mm. do a spot. Tommy would say something, and I would leave. Mm. You know, he'd be like, do a great job. And then I'd leave, and then... Started, I started to come around more and more and more. And then it kind of helped, you know, my status there. But I, but I never wanted to hang out because the mood was fucking wild, man. Right. The competition. And then, the, and then as far as your, your, um, your writing process, yeah. how, do you, how, do you, how do you write? You know, you, I used to only write on stage. 
I used to only like to write on stage, but now I like to write. Do you like I, go to a coffee shop? No, and like, fuck no. No, I hate take, being around yeah. people when I'm writing yeah. shit. I have to be like here at the studio or at my house or. Mm. And where do you live at? At a private place. I'll put my address right here. Guys, right here is my address. Send me anything. Uh, right, It's right here. Point to it right there. Yeah. That's my address. Send it. Send your Uber Eats to him. <laughs> no, so what, what, part of, what part of LA? I live in the Valley. I live here in the Valley. Yeah, you look like a Val. Go I'm on. a Valley guy, no, dude. I'm not going to live on the other side of the fucking hill. Why? He's got a burp again. You have to stand up to burp. Well, because, you know, you, get could, it up. you might have to give me a Heimlich. Because you could die from air? Well, you don't know. That could be your first time you go like that. I got to tell you something. If you die from a burp, I'm letting you die like that. Oh, shit. That's on you, man. That's on me. <laughs> so I'm so a, the, I live in the Valley. I lived in, the, I lived in West Hollywood my whole life of L.A. And then I couldn't do it anymore. I wanted space and a house. Well, you got your life. babe. Got that fucking babe. Yeah, dude. you got your babe. Yeah, I just wanted to keep, I wanted to keep, um, I wanted some separation. I just wanted to get away. I get it. I get it. And and we're not going to stay here forever. We're we're uh we're going to split time somewhere else. Yeah, Austin. I heard you're moving to Austin. No fucking chance. You couldn't get me down there if you no, fucking bought me a house. I said to Rogan, I was like, buy me a house and maybe I'll think about it. So where you get? Where do you? Th what's your Colorado? Feeling? Okay. Love Colorado. I have a yeah. big crush on Colorado. I, I have for a long, long time. Yeah. I think the people are great. I think the place is great. I think the weather's fucking great. Yeah. There's a lot of things about Colorado I fucking love. Yeah. And then what about your babies? Your babe. If I get, she... if I have some babies, mm -hmm. if they ever come out, um, I don't know. We'll place them around the United States in certain do? places. Pisses me the fuck off, dude. Um, she does her own thing. She's a little magician. She's a magician. She works in the magic world. That's she, great. At the Magic Castle. She does works she? At the magic yeah, she's a magician. So if I ever want to go to the Magic Castle you with a friend. Hit me up, dude. She's really? She's a magician. She does tricks? No, she's not a magician. I'm just fucking with you. Oh, she doesn't, she, no, I'm sorry, dude. She's not a magician. She's a human. She's a regular human. She sells drugs. I don't tell anybody what she does. I don't even know what she does. I haven't spoken to her in months. You sound like Bob Saget right now. I have no idea what she does. R.I.P. to the fucking, to the Sag dog. Were you guys so close? You, yeah. You were? Yeah. That one was really tough, huh? Yeah, I mean, they're all tough. I've, they're all these guys some that are, die. Some are tough. There's a few people that I was like, all right, good, he's out of here. No, I mean, Thank I got, <laughs> I was there with Louie when he died. No. Yeah, Carrot Top texts me, goes like, yo, if you want to say bye to Louie, now's the time. Because he died in Henderson at the, at the, um, Louie died at the hospital in Henderson. Are you in Summerlin or Henderson? There's only no, two I'm, places to live. No, I was, I'm off the strip. No. Yeah, I'm uh, right off the strip. Place called Ranch, uh, it's like, uh, you know, it's, uh. You like being that close to the strip? Yeah, but it's in a private it's, it's its own community. Yeah, it's a private But I know, thing. you know, a lot of people move out there. They move, Summerlin and Henderson, they move way out, no, you know? No, uh, you want to be near it. Yeah. You want to be able to smell it. That's what it is. I want to see the Trump Trump uh, Hotel. Yeah, There's bro. There's the big Trump right there. Yeah, dude. Yeah, well, he'll be back in office. It's exciting. He's coming back, dude. Can't keep a good guy <laughs> down. <laughs> All right, so check it out. I want to say thank you. I appreciate you so much for coming on the show. It means a lot to me. Um... I could say more, but I'll save it for off camera. Uh, I appreciate you. I love you. You're on tour. People go see this man on tour, polyshore.com. Polyshore.com and my Instagram. And I'll also um, be at the Korean spa. Tonight. We're Tonight. going right now. We end the show the same way. Uh, one word or one phrase. It used to just be a word. And some people say, I don't know the word. I Give me a phrase. So you look in that camera, look in your camera and give me one word or one phrase to end the episode. This will go cemented in history forever as Polly Shore's 
whiskey ginger appearance. And this is the word of the phrase whenever you're ready into that camera. You're going to go do that thing. Tick, tock, tick, tock. You know that thing? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't either. Um, <laughs> uh, one word, one phrase. One word or one phrase to end the episode. Um, I like Bobby Lee's penis because it's hidden in pubic hair. In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. You were that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me $5 for the whiskey and $75 for the horse. Gingers are hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger. I like gingers.